All right, all right. It's not my weekend podcast with your boy Jerry G. It is not Wednesday morning, dog. I know, I know. My bad, my bad. It is August twenty third, twenty twenty three, dog. Uh, August twenty. Oh, it's actually Kobe Bryant's birthday today. Oh, oh. Way to start on a downer, Jerry G. Um. So if anybody, everybody out there, just wish my boy, our boy, our goat. Mr. Kobe Breen Bryant, a happy birthday upstairs. Um, yeah, man, uh, that's great. I don't really get emotional when somebody I've never met passes away, right? Celebrity or anything like that. I, I don't. I really don't. Uh, um, like, you know, it's one of those like, oh, that sucks. Oh, Pee Wee died. Oh, that sucks, fool. And then, you know, a couple minutes and then you're good. But Kobe Bryant, though, like... Man, dude, that one, that one, that one impacted me, dog, more than I thought it would. And I, I've talked about this before when he first passed away, and maybe for his birthday last year. But I think what it is is that first of all, being so close in age, I felt like I cl- I grew up with that dude. Obviously, I saw his whole career. Now, and with all that said, I wasn't even the biggest Kobe Bryant fan for a while. Like I've mentioned this, dog. Like there was a time where I was like over this guy. You know, I felt like his ego was getting too big. He was taking over the team. He was a bully to his teammates. He was being that guy, like a Jordan type of individual. But with all that was because of his competitiveness. I get it. He always wanted to win. And you got to appreciate that. Like, as a Laker fan, right, you want motherfuckers on your team who are going to are gonna be driven to winning, who will do anything to win, who will, it will do anything for a championship. That's what you want on your team. That's what you want for somebody who roots and invests their time, money, and energy on a on a on a team, like that's what you want. Those are the type of players you want on your side. And that's what he was. But sometimes I wouldn't appreciate him, especially when I heard things about you know the, the way he acted with Shaquille O'Neal, and then he would bully other 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 um, teammates, and he was really tough on Paul Gasol, and of course what happened in Colorado, and just all these things that were like adding up to like, man, I don't know about this guy. So, I mean, without that said, like, I was not the biggest Kobe Bryant fan, fool. I wasn't, dog. But he kept winning me over with all the winning he was doing, dog. He kept winning and keeping us in games and giving up his whole goddamn body to fucking one victory in April and stuff. Like, dude, that guy was relentless, bro. And he was a Laker, dog. A Laker, fool. And you, I just love that about him, dude. And I've, of course, what, was it five titles? Five titles, bro. Like, you brought us five titles and kept us in every, kept us in pretty much on every season, except the last couple, of course. But after a while, you just started appreciating him, right? Especially his last couple seasons, you started just appreciating him. Just like, man, that's Kobe Bryant, dog. We had Kobe Bryant on our team for 20 years. For 20 years, we had this kid on our team, dude. So all that stuff. And of course, right, then he retires and you're just kind of like, all right, what's next for this guy? And then, you know, you start seeing him with his daughters and his daughters growing up. And then you start talking, hearing about Gigi and how great she is in basketball. And she has the same drive as his father. And she's going to change the game for women's basketball. And she's the next coming of, you know, greatness for women, WNBA. And she's only 14, 13, what, at the time, bro? And they're already putting all this pressure on her, dog. And, and you know, and just you start hearing about how much of a, a father Kobe is and family man. And, you know, just he's just matured. And I, I believe it because... At the same, again, we're like the same age, so 
Like, I went through a lot of shit in my 20s and 30s. A lot of shit, dog. And now in my late 30s and early 40s, like, I, I, I feel like I, you figured it out. Like, oh, shit, I figured this parenting, adulting out, fool. Like, I get it now. I get it. There's a balance. You start realizing what's more important to you, dog. You know, you realize that drinking is not what it, it's not as cool as you think and partying and effing and this and that. You realize like, yeah, dog, now I have kids who are looking up to me and worship the ground that I walk on. And they like, they go by every word that I say. And bro, like, and I felt, that's why I believe like when I would see Kobe like doing his dad stuff, I'm like, yeah, bro, like I'm with you, dog. I'm with, I'm the, basically we're, we're like, you know, on, on the same fucking path here, dude. So I started appreciating him for that. Um and of course, the tragedy that happens, it just it crushed me, dog. It like it fucking affected me, dog. It really affected me, dude. For days, bro, for a, probably a week, dog. Like I wake, I would wake up like I lost a family member, dog. And I've never felt this way, like like before about a person who I've never met, dog. I'm just a fan of this dude. That's it. I've never met him, you know, and. It was like, dude, this guy, pobrecito, wait, no, way, I said that way. I'm the same age, pretty, I'm a year younger. Like, I said that way. That many kids, bro, baby, newborn, wife, like, bro, like teenagers, leaving teenagers behind. No, compa, no, compa. I look at my household and I see my kids and I'm like, no, mom is way, no way, no way. And what he means to the city, to LA, to our team, to the Lakers, to. Everything around us, dog, no, it was just, it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot to take on. Like, I mean, it was a lot for me. Like, fuck, dude, this is going to be, this is going to be a tough one, dude. And yeah, dude, so every, yeah, and he's still like, you know, you see, you see the murals everywhere and just like fucking Kobe Bryant's not with us, fool. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But happy birthday, dog. Other than that, man, let's move on. I hope you guys had a great weekend, bro. I mean, obviously... Man, I had a crazy freaking weekend. Um, I want to start. Okay, I wrote a couple of things down. First of all, let's start from the beginning, phone. Okay, let's start from the beginning. Uh, today's Wednesday. Last time I recorded was what? Like Monday of last week? Sunday or Monday of last week? Monday, I believe. I finished it. Remember, it was like I started Friday and then I took a, a two-day break and then finished up Monday. Yeah. So I recorded Monday was the last time last week. And that Tuesday, the next day, dog, I went to watch... An advanced screening. Ay, 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 ay. And that's right, Hollywood Life. An advanced screening of the Blue Beetle, right? And obviously, it was free. And they offered tickets for me, thanks to Chicano Hollywood, to the homies over there. Um, they're like, hey, man, you want to go see an advanced screening of Blue Beetle? This is like during the weekend, it hit me up, right? And... Uh, and to be honest with you, I was like, eh, yeah, sure. Can you hook me up with me and my kids, dog? They're like, yeah, we got you, dog. We'll put you down for four tickets, dude. I'm like, all right, that's a Tuesday. Kids are not in basketball yet, I guess. And because uh, I had just talked to my boys about it, and I was like, yeah, we're going to go watch Blue Beetle. And we're like, yeah, I don't know. It looks whack. It looks kind of like silly. It's DC. You don't trust it. You know, it's like, whatever, like, I don't even know who this superhero is, and they might just be forcing a, 
Latino X, Latin X agenda down our throats, which I was really afraid of that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, how good can it be? It's DC. DC's fucking up everything, dude. And uh, so I was like, whatever. Like, I guess. So when they offered me the free tickets, I was like, dude, it's free tickets. And that it's an advanced screening. Let's get it out of the way. You know, let's get ahead of this before it blows up on everybody's face. And it's horrible. So I said yes. And we went. We went. Lowest expectations ever, fellas. Lowest expectations. Okay? And I got to admit, dog. I got to admit, we all had a blast. We had a fucking blast with this movie. It was really good. All right? But with all that said, it was really good. I do have some criticism. I do have some hot takes. I It's not, wasn't perfect. But it was really damn good. Okay, let's start with there. Let's start there, fool. I'll give it like a strong 8 out of 10, fool. And that's a big fucking 8 out of 10 is big, fool. We're talking about that's up there with Thor and Guardians and Iron Man and that that kind of... like Those are those are eight and a half nines movies. This is an 8, fool. It's up there, fool. All right? For me. For me. Now, so let, first of all, let's say I enjoyed it. All right? From, from first minute to last minute, enjoyable. It was fun. A little too long, a little too long. I think it could have been cut back a good 10, 15 minutes, little long. And with that length comes a lot of unnecessary shit, all right? Um, again, I'm not very familiar with Blue Beetle, but they, again, like any origin story, those are pretty easy to tell, right? Origin stories are always fun because there's an exact mo- model to it, right? A uh, guy who's a per- normal person goes through this, like, impact for it. Uh, event turns into a superhero is figuring out how to be a superhero and figures it out finds uh, fights the the main bad guy so forth and so on right they all have that same little like system right uh, okay and that's fine so that's what makes it fun and makes it easy because easy to follow basically so it's easy to follow and they, and they nailed that part they nailed the who is this kid uh, you know, so he's normal. What happened to him? How did this happen to him? Who he realizes who he is, why he's this guy, so forth. And, so, and again, all that's great, bro. All that's great, fun, great action, great story, good acting, good acting, good casting. You know, it could have probably used a Jerry G in there, but I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Um, good, good, everything. I mean, um, as you know, my biggest issues with Mexican American movies or just Mexican movies uh is right the lingo, right? The the pochones, right? The yo no sabo, the 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 the, the accent, the the speaking está cabrón, way. Okay? I hate that. That's like our bad horrible use of Spanglish. Horrible use of Spanglish. And I've said this many times. Okay? Now, uh, the movie the movie was, was fine because they hired that real like Mexican actors, which was a great plus, right? To play the father, to play the grandma, to play the mother, real Mexican actors who spoke very very good Spanish, of course, as they should. They are the first generation, you know, the well, the first Mexicans here, right? They're real like, Mexicans. Now we have the second generation, which are the kids, right? Which is the Blue Beetle, which is the daughter, his sister, 
And we're going to throw in uh, George Lopez in there too because George Lopez, uh, technically he's the uncle. Technically he probably did, his character did probably come from Mexico, but he's really Americanized now, right? So he's like the younger uncle probably, right? The the rogue, crazy uncle. So I'll give like him as like the new generation Mexican type of stuff, like a Mexican-American type of dude who probably, he probably went to school here. Right, even though he came from Mexico as an early age, he probably attended school here in the United States. He's that guy. And what I'm trying to say is that George Lopez does not have great Spanish for him. That's no secret. And neither do the kids, right? The blue beetle or the or the sister. So their English is not their Spanish is not really good. And that's okay. You have to accept that because we're all been there. We we talk. Talk to your kids, fool. Talk to my kids, fool. Their Spanish is not the best, fool. Okay? So that's where you learn to accept They're Like, all right, they're gonna fuck up on the Spanish, they're gonna be a little pocho about it. Fuck it. It is what it is. All right? As long as it's not too, like, ooh, cringy, I'm all right with it, dog. I'm all right with it, fool. Okay? And it, it was. And so now to that going on, so now you're accepting the fact that some people speak Spanish, some people don't speak Spanish, some people are pretty good in Spanish, some people are not that great in Spanish, so forth and so on. All that's cool. My problem with the movie is, I'm, I mean, I'm get, and I'm getting into it, my problem, and it's not even a big thing. It's not even a big deal, but I have to say it. Obviously, it was a Mexican Mexican family, and I appreciate it. It was great to see our people on a big screen, a, a, a Marvel, I mean, a DC superhero movie. Uh, it was very proud moment for me, for us, for my family, for all the people in the theater who were watching this. It was a very proud moment, dog, and this is why I liked it, and I liked the movie. The problem is that now they ran into the situation where... They are going a little too hard on the Spanish phone. Now, so now they're going. Now, the, now there's a line, right? There's a line where Mexican American, and again, look, look at your own family. Look at your own. Look at your own family, fool. All right, look at yourself. People who are listening to this time, how many times a day do you remind people or tell people that you're Mexican? How many times a day, fool? Right, like very few times, right? Like the, the very few times where you're like walking around, like, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm Mexican and. I like tacos and I like, the, I'm like, you know, that's what it felt like. It felt like the movie kept reminding us that this family is Mexican, fool. Like, pretty much every scene had some Mexican thing in it, fool. Uh, que la virgencita, que the music, que la chona, que Selena, que Chapulín Colorado, wey. Um, uh, Temerario shirt, fool. Um, Everything, bro, everything, the food, everything was a reminder that this family is Mexican food. And I just felt they didn't need that. And like, I get what they're trying to do. I get, I get they're trying to represent they're not, and stuff like that. It's fine. But, you know, I don't believe that every fucking thing, bro, Vicente Fernandez way. I mean, every Mexican reference was squeezed into this movie. Like, try to get to stuff down our throats, fool. That's where my issue came, fool. And maybe because I was noticing all of it, maybe other people didn't notice this stuff, but I did, fool. Like, everything in the house, every, in the car, in the truck, Cheech and Chong, in his truck, fool. Like, everything, everything was a reference to it. And so I think it became a little too much. They could have eased up on that. Right and be a little bit more subtle about it because I think it was too much in our face. They kept hitting us with that in our face, and with the Spanish words, you know. Sometimes it was unnecessary, you know. 
the Spanglish was unnecessary at, at sometimes at, at some points, um, and I, I was like again a little too much for. But with all that said, I appreciate the effort. Like they were, I think it was coming from the right place, right? They were, the, it was coming from a genuine place. So I wasn't tripping that much. I just noticed, like, all right, I get it, dog. I get it, fool. Like now, because now, now you're thinking now there's gonna be a part two, and so the part two is gonna be even more Mexican references, fool, and then more. Like they, I feel like they're gonna double down, and it's gonna be a little too much, and it's gonna turn the average viewer off fool it's almost like the wakanda for everything bro like wakanda was a little bit like that too like wakanda forever is always like get african like african this african that african this black this black that black that and you're like after a while you're like all right all right i get it dog we're in africa fool i get it dog okay that's a little bit of that they didn't do it as bad i don't think they did it as bad um because they 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 stuck to more of a traditional like they were more, it was more a traditional village, you know. In they're actually in Africa, right? These guys were not in Mexico; they're somewhere in the United States, right? But these guys are actually in in Africa, so yeah, of course. So it's gonna be more of a hey, we're in Africa. Let's fucking show people we're in Africa. So I kind of get that part, but here it's not like like they just kind of remind. It, it wasn't East LA per se, but it was like a little re, like a little reminder that it's an East LA type of city hood. El Paso was where the original Blue Beetle is from, right? So they had to throw in some El Paso references, Texan, Mexican, uh, Pinchel, and of course, East LA kind of shit, right? But in this made up world, you know, near Gotham City. Well, without said, for it was just a little too much of that. For like just the music, bro. Like the music that, I mean, they literally threw in a Bunch of Mexican music dog in there, fool. Like every Mexican hacky song, fool, you could think of was in this fucking thing. And that's where it got. Like at first it was cool. Like when George Lopez Ford shows up, La Chona. Even there, I'm like, all right, we can, okay, here it comes. Here, oh my goodness. Here, hacky shit, fool. Here it comes. Of course, La Chona. Of course. Like, would he really be listening to La Chona, fool? And like pulling up to a university in his truck? Like, would your uncle, would my, like, really like that? La, La Chona. La Chona, bro? Really? La Chona. Okay, maybe a Mexican song, but La Chona, I mean, that's, come on, all right? that Those are little small references I'm telling you, like, okay, I don't think he needed that. Maybe he was playing it inside his truck, maybe, but loud as fuck for everybody to hear. Like, ah, why would you do that? Why would you embarrass your family like that, dog? Oh, they're putting up to the airport, I think, to pick him up from the airport. Like, why would you do that? Like, who pulls up to the airport? When have you been to the airport and you see a Mexican drive up in the airport and his fucking music's pounding like like Chona or anything like that? When? When have we done, well, how, when have we done that? Like, never. Ever. But what, they do it, right? And I get it. It's probably for the laugh. And it's, t- it's probably to establish who George Lopez's character is. But we could have done it a different way, fool. We could have we still done it with the music and even with La Chona, but him listening to it in his car singing along. Like... Just to himself with the windows up, fool. Not like for the whole world to listen to. All right? Now, with that said, George Lopez killed it, fool. He was funny, surprisingly, bro. Because this was a... And I say surprisingly because this was a tough character for him to play. He had to be out of his box, fool. Out of his comfort zone, dog. And he had to be a really silly guy. A really silly Mexican. A really silly uncle. A really silly... Like, just long hair, boots, jorts. Like... I know this wasn't an easy character for him to play, dog. This is not the George Lopez we're used to seeing on, sh- on on stuff. So I give him props for that. And he killed it. He was good, fool. 
Like, you got to admit, if you've seen Blue Beetle, a lot of these scenes that he was in got them real genuine laughs. It got the laughs, fool. But, here's my butt. Here's the other side. It was a little too much, fool. Again, like the Mexican references, like the Mexican this, that, this, reminder, here you go, here's more Mexican shit, here's more. Uh, now, almost same with George. Like, every time George Lopez came on the scene, and it was a lot, every time he came out on the scene, there had to be a joke. There had to, it was a joke, 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 joke. Now, when you have like 40 fucking jokes, right? Not all 40 gonna hit, fool. Not all 40 gonna hit. Out of those 40, probably half did well. But the other 20, now we're talking about another 20 jokes who were not, that were not as funny, that were not as good, right? And so that's where you're just like, oh, now you're, now you're just like, was that good? Was that not good? At the end of the day, it was good. It was good. Most, I laugh, I laugh genuinely. I laugh hard a couple of times, but the key word is a couple of times, not every time. And it's because there was too much of it. There, and that's where I mean about from the beginning, the movie was a little too long. It was about 10 or 15 minutes too long. If you cut down just 10 minutes, just cut down 10 minutes of Mexican references, innuendos, and bad jokes, now you got yourself a fucking killer banger ass movie, dog. Okay? Now that goes the same with the grandma, fool. The grandma was dope. Great little fucking actress, dog. Great Spanish. Great shit. But again... The term we used to, us comics like to use is that she ran the light. She went too far. She went too long. She went too long, fool. Less of grandma would have hit harder, fool. Would have hit harder. She, it was just one thing after another. Before you know, she's, she's grabbing machine guns and automatic fucking guns and killing people. And, and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, what? Why? Grandma was fine. Grandma was dope in the beginning of the movie, dog. She was funny. She said some cool shit. But now by the end of the movie, she's out here fighting along with the Blue Beetle. They're fighting next to each other. Like, oh, God, you ran the light. You went too long on that gimmick. All right? Maybe you could have had, like, one little situation where she grabbed the gun and killed somebody to save somebody. I get it. That's cool. That's been done. It works. But, like, she just stayed there the entire last battle and just kept fighting along with Blue Beetle. Like, she's not a superhero. She's 75 years old, bro. Like, come on, really? Really? Oh. That's it. That also made the movie entertaining. At the same time, food, that's why I started. The movie was good. The movie was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. And let's first for sure, dude, for sure. But stuck out on way. Stuck out on. Um, with that said, congrats, bro. I'm I'm really proud of this film. Uh, the kid, the blue beetle guy, the Cholo X O L O. Good job, man. Really good job, dude. Uh, yeah, I, I can't I can't say enough, bro. Like uh, it was. It was definitely cool, man, and I'm really, I'm really proud of it. I'm happy for it. I'm, I'm, you know me. I watch these kind of uh, superhero movies, and uh, I enjoy them. Again, I've never read a comic book in my life, dog, but I'd be watching like stuff on YouTube and get do research about the movie, who these characters are, their origin stories, and you know, it's really fun. It's really freaking fun, dog. It's cool to nerd out. Never heard of this Blue Beetle guy in my life, uh, so this is something interesting and new to me. 
I, apparently, uh, the 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 original guy from the comic books. I'm not sure if he's actually Mexican American. He might be. I gotta double check that. But he was for sure Texan, uh, El Paso. So he was from El Paso, and that's where the origin comes, and that's where the Latino origin. Now they've obviously they don't want to use El Paso because it's in a DC universe, right? So like they use these fake uh, cities and towns like Gotham and Metropolis for you know. So they don't want to use actual real cities. So they made up a city. I forgot the name they used. They made up a city name, which is like in El Paso, L.A. type of vibe, to be honest with you. East L.A. Um, and it was cool. It was definitely, definitely cool. Uh, they got something good. And then let's see what happens, man. Very, very, very proud of that shit. All right. All right, moving on. I got some shout outs. We had a very busy week last couple of days, man. Very, very busy week. Uh, Los Toxicos assembled once again, dog. Uh, we're in on Thursday. We're in San Fernando Valley. We're doing a fundraiser show in San Fernando Valley for the Odd Fellows. Odd Fellows. Let me see. Let me see. I wrote this shit down, dog. Uh, Odd Fellows. Yeah, Odd Fellows. It's like some uh, nonprofit organization. Do a lot of great shit for the community, full for the city of San Fernando. And they were having a fundraiser. Good, they're good, good friends of concrete and shit. So it was a, it was a real, it was a good fucking time. Packed, super hot, bunch of fans out there. Full, uh, yeah, dude, it, it was definitely a blast. Full, uh, but a little too crowded, right? A little too crowded. Shout out to a couple of people that showed up. San Fernando, Jessica at JPED fifteen. Thanks for shouting out. In fact, she was cool, dog. She's a real listener. She's like, you need to talk more about the Dodgers and talk more about sports. You do a great job. Don't let them, don't let them not do that to you and talk shit to you. Uh, look, I get it. I love it. Thank you for that. For sure, I will do. I will be doing more of that. But I, you know, obviously, I'm being. A, funny about it but at the same time i also got to respect that not everybody's a dodger fan for some reason and uh so not everybody is into these type of dodger breakdowns i don't want to do a whole podcast about sports or dodgers in particularly because a lot of the shit i say is just out of my ass i'm just talking out of my ass it's half ass research right i don't really put the time to looking up stats and this and that, and I, I don't do all that. For I just talk about really what I'm seeing, what I'm watching, and and whatever comes out of my ass, fool. So it's with passion, with passion, fool. Whatever is coming out of my ass is with passion, dog. Um, but yeah, dog. At the end of the day, I forget players' names. Like I'm really bad with names, dog. So like I could be seeing a player like right there and be like. I got really bad fucking memory when it comes to that. I'm really bad with names in general. In general, I'm the worst fool. Like, I've met people like three, four, five times and I still cannot remember their names fool. Like, uh, like uh, for example, I was last night, last night I was with, with uh, Concrete. We are doing a skit and Concrete got these homies who help them out, right? With, to shoot film. And it's all like the same two guys. And I met these guys three, four, five times. And I always forget the freaking name, dude. And we've spent hours, hours, five, six, seven hours. And I forget their names. First of all, I confuse on which is which when I do remember the name. So I do finally remember the name. I'm like, oh, yeah, Eric. Which one's Eric? You were like, dude. And then, okay, and what was your name again? If your name's Eric, which one was yours again? It's bad, fool. I'm the worst, dog. So please don't ever take it personal when it comes to that. Um, I Trust me, dude. I don't do it on purpose. I'm not proud of it. I like there's comics who are really fucking great at remembering fans and friends' names like 
and I'm man, I watched him. Jeff Garcia was really good at that. Jeff and uh, someone else. Like we were running to people he haven't seen in years, five years or whatever. And right away, hey, what's up, Miguel? Blah blah blah. I'm like, how did you know that? How did you know that? I'm just the worst. And I think part of it is because I'm because I caught everybody fool and dog and dick. And, you know, girls, like, uh, girls. <laughs> uh, I used to call girls pay more, but I don't do that no more. It's dumb. Uh, but I used to be more like, I used to now say like hon and I'll say like ma'am and shit like that. So I don't call people by their names often, which is why I always forget people's fucking names. Like, always, always, fool. It's really bad and I hate that shit about me, dude. Um, anyway, what was I getting at? What was I getting at? Okay, so yeah, that's why the Dodgers, I can't do the breakdowns because I forget players' names all the time. But I really enjoy the, the full Dodgers are looking great right now. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Uh, thank you so much, though. Appreciate that. Uh, but anyway, San Fernando was a vibe, bro. It was hot as shit. It was fun, dude. It was a great crowd, everything. We're all there. And, um, and then, then the next day, we had to go to, uh, we went to Albuquerque. We're in Albuquerque, the Revel. I enjoy Albuquerque. I'm a fan of Albuquerque. Not everybody is. Some of the Toxicos will remain nameless who are not a big fan of, of Albuquerque. And that's just because it's a weird vibe over there. So different, right? Mexicans are not like Mexicans from here. They're not Tejanos. They're not Mexicanos. They're not, I don't know what they are sometimes. So they have, they've got their own thing going on over there, their own vibe that sometimes it's hard to relate to. With all that said, I mean, they're still there for a good time. They're still there to laugh and enjoy the night. So it's all good. And people still come out. They just don't, they just come out more like, like, there's nothing else to do, doc. So we're here, chill. We're going to come. Because nothing else to do, doc. But it's not because they're like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. This is exciting. This is going to be fun. This is amazing. It's not like that kind of shit. It's more of a, all right, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. And then, all right, let's see what, let's see what this guy has and so forth and so on. But for me, I like the Albuquerque, doc. And then we had a situation the next day, Las Cruces. So what happened with Las Cruces, and I, it got canceled, fool. So Las Cruces got canceled, and I'm bringing it up because we were taking backlash for it, uh, Concrete and I. Jesus ended up having to cancel. He had a family emergency. Jay Valentino had other gigs. So we brought in uh, so we brought in Christian to come roll with us. So it was just me, me Concrete, and Christian. And then we, uh, we had some local comics like Junior Luera from El Paso, uh, Josh Ryan from El Paso opened up for us and rolled with us that weekend. Um, what I'm trying to say is that though uh, Las Cruces uh, sales weren't looking great, okay. And this was um, they had sent us a deposit, the hotel information, everything was cool, everything was good until that Saturday morning, the day of the show, the day of the show, the promoter hit us up and said, "Hey, dude." I'm going to cancel. I'm canceling. He, he didn't give us an option. He didn't ask. He just said, I'm canceling. And we're like, what? Why? They're like, he's like, sales, sales are low. I look like I'm going to, if I can, if I do this show, I'm going to lose money. Like I'm, I'm going to, I'd just rather take my losses right here with a deposit that I gave you guys and the check. But I don't know what this guy was expecting. But first of all, those toxic shows always do fairly damn well. I mean, well, I mean, we, we sell out pretty much everywhere we go. For those of you guys who've been to a Toxico show, you know this, right? Chicago, Piche, uh, Dallas, Piche, uh, uh, Houston, El, El Paso, we sold out on Sunday. 
we're going to sell out or get close to it for 80%, 75%. This guy was panicking. So this guy panicked and said, no, I'm not even a half ticket sold yet. And I won't, I'm going to lose, man. And he just panicked and he canceled. And he canceled. Fool. So from there on, you know, uh, Concrete, who has the most followers, guys, obviously he has over 400,000 followers. And obviously he sells a lot of fucking tickets, dog. You know, I only got like 30,000 followers. Um, and, you know, I sell tickets as well, of course, but not as much as he does, fool. Let's be honest, fool. Like, he's got the big clout right now. So anyways, he's getting hit up a lot from people like, yo, man, I was going to come see you guys. I was going to come see you guys. But they told me it's canceled. I'm getting the messages as well. I'm getting some messages too. Like, hey, dude, what's up? We're going to come in. It says it's canceled. What happened? Was it? Blah, blah. We're, we're getting kind of semi-blown up, fool. He got, a good, he got at least 10, 12 messages. I got like four or five messages, dog. There's like about 20 different people hitting us up. Like, yo, what's going on? And so... Concrete was like, yo, man, let's do something, man. Let's do a meet and greet. Let me get on. Let's do something. Let's, we got we to gotta say something because the promoter had posted on his Facebook. He put that due to our scheduling conflicts, he's canceling the show. So he was low key blaming us. So now he was blaming us because people were hitting us up like, hey, people are saying that you've got scheduling conflicts that you can't make it to Las Cruces. I'm like, bro, we're in Albuquerque. We're literally driving down to Las Cruces right now, fool. Next, Las Cruces and El Paso are right next door to each other. There's no reason why we would cancel Las Cruces. None. Um, We already had our deposit, fool. Like, we can't cancel. Though. We're not going to cancel. He canceled. And... It was bad, dog. It, it was a bad. It, it looked bad. It, feel, it felt bad. It wasn't cool. And, well, we, we the, the cool thing is that we still went to Las Cruces because we had hotels there. So we spent the night still in Las Cruces. We just took our time. We hung out in El Albuquerque a little longer. We went to the Breaking Bad store, dog. First time ever. It was dope. It had a museum. They had actual props from the show, costumes. They had Jesse Pinkman's couch full they at beach mr salamanca's rest in peace wheelchair with the fucking doorbell on it awesome shit awesome shit we hung out we had dinner we kicked it it wasn't like it was warm but it wasn't hot it was dope um had a great time full went shopping went to the mall full it was dope we just took our time then came to las cruces when we got to Las Cruces, the next day, we did a meet and greet. So Concrete set up a meet and greet. And sure enough, a lot of people showed up. Shout out to everybody who showed up to the meet and greet. They came out, bro. They came out. Um, and it was really dope to see. And we were able to explain to these people in person, yo, it wasn't us. And we kept posting and answering people's messages like, hey, man, it wasn't us. Dog. We're sorry. Make sure you guys get your money back. Make sure you guys get reimbursed, fool. And we're going to be in El Paso. There's a few tickets left. Come out. Try to make it, dog. If not, para la otra way. But uh, Las Cruces just was not good, fool. Not cool, man. Not cool. And that was kind of sad to see because there were a lot of people who seemed very excited to come to that show, fool. And it didn't happen, fool. But El Paso the next day was Sunday. And we had a blast. Sold that bitch out. 280 people. Y'all motherfuckers came out in droves, and we probably had our best sets, bro. We had a great, great sets. He had a lot of, we had both had, all of us had a lot of fun on stage, and everybody who came out to this show, man, thank you so much, man. I think I wrote a couple down full, but anyways, man, 
Man, man, man. We went to, uh, to where in El Paso, Doc, I mean, uh, in Albuquerque, and we went to uh, do some sightseeing and shit, of course, and it was Breaking Bad shit. We went to the Breaking Bad house, all right? Walter White's house. And I don't know if you guys have seen this lately, but they've remodeled it a lot. For, it looks different. It doesn't look like the Walter White house, unfortunately, because... I got an old-ass picture of me in, like, 2015 when I first went to Albuquerque, performed for, when I was doing that tour, landing Comedy Jam. We went to Albuquerque, we performed out there, and we went to a Breaking Bad house back then, and it looked pretty much like the same house as the show. It was awesome, it was dope, took a picture in front of it. It was so fun. Now, apparently, they've sold this house a few times, except different owners and uh, new owners want nothing to do with onlookers, with traffic, with patrons coming over to the house. And I get that. I do respect that. But at the same time, you're like, all right, if you're not about that life, then why the fuck are you buying this house? Why the fuck do you have to buy this fucking house? Why do you have to buy this house? And shut out everybody. They put up a fence, bro. They put up a fence. You could a black, ugly fence. They've painted the house a different color. They've changed the front yard. It's now grass. You know, as you know, the show is all rocks, not gravel. Now it's all grass. It's ugly, bro. It's fucking ugly. They put a gate in front of the front door so nobody gets to the front door. I get the I get the wor- the worry that you have, right? People coming 24-7 to the house, doing skids, doing bullshit, throwing up pizzas on the roofs. I get that, fool. But, but at the same time, you also knew this going into this purchase, fool. Like, you knew this. Maybe that's even the reason you bought it. But come on, that's not cool, dog. There's a, there's a balance, I'm saying. There could be a balance where there's, like, obviously you add extra security cameras, maybe put a couple extra signs, you know, but you don't have to do the whole fans, the whole everything, dog, just to refrain people from showing up. That's not cool either, dog. That's not cool. Because last night, Concrete and I and Jay Valentino, we did a Back to the Future skit, which, of course, I love Back to the Future, dog. Um, I was playing Biff, dog. It's, you know, there's their skit. I was just doing a little small fucking cameo. And so... Uh, Concrete found the actual uh Marty McFly house, the home where they filmed the house, which is in LA, in the valley, in Pacoima, to be exact. And so you could Google this shit, obviously, right? So he found it, we went to it, and the house looks exactly the same, bro. Exactly the same. It has even has a power line still in the back. Uh the 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 power towers, those towers. It even has those still in the back, fool. And the house, same color, same driveway. Dog, it's fucking dope to see this. Beautiful. Now, the owner, all the owner asks is that, please be respectful. Keep it quiet. You know, so forth and so on. But, hey, you want to shoot something here in the front and the driveway? You cool. You're good. Just please respect the property. So that's as simple as it takes. That's all it took. And we, of course, we did. We were there two hours from 6 to 8 p.m., and we were thankful. We thanked the lady. Dude, It was a, that's how you do it, bro. You're in and you're out, fool. We're in and we're out. 
So, because she gets it. She's proud of living in the house where one of the biggest movies ever was filmed. So, yeah, that's fucking Mickey Dog. Dog City, he's He's not familiar with the HP lifestyle, dog. With the HP living food. So, when I bring him over to HP, dog, everything scares him, fool. Everything, dog. And he panics. So, he's getting used to it, dog. He's not used to his thug life here, fool. My boy. All right, man. I'm going to wrap it up right here, fool. But uh, I got some shows coming up. We just added a Covina Laugh Factory show. Covina Laugh Factory show, September 9 and 10. Saturday and Sunday. Two shows Saturday. One show Sunday. That just literally happened yesterday, Monday. Uh, the owner hit me up. Like, hey, bro, I had a fallout, bro. I've got this weekend open. It's on two weeks. I know. Can you make it happen? I told him, I could bring it in concrete for sure because he can definitely help us out. And we could come in together as a co-headliners. We'll make it happen, dog. So, Covina, Laugh Factory, Concrete and I, co-headlining September 9th and 10th, fool. Okay? Uh, other than that, fool, uh, Denver Improv just got added October 26th. Thursday, October 26th, dog. Um, other than that, I'm just doing local shows. Nothing crazy. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. I'll be shooting some more of those uh, commercials for Suavecito, dog. I'm excited about that. I'll be doing that this weekend. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing much right now, bro. I'm li- I'm staying locally. Uh, I'm chilling, bro. I don't, uh, don't want to do nothing too crazy, fool. Um and uh, Hyenas Comedy Club, October 13th. Uh, that one, I'm probably going to just be myself. I'm probably going to bring Christian with me. I don't, know if, I don't know if Concrete's coming yet. He says he's going to try, but he's got a baby due around that time. His lady's going to pop around early October. So he says he might not be able to make that. But we got Hyenas Comedy Night Comedy Club, Fort Worth, Texas, Friday, October 13th. Then Saturday, October 14th, Dallas. Hyenas Comedy Club, bro. So 13 and 14 will be out there, dog, right? Uh, and then I'm coming to Chandler, Arizona. Mic Drop Mania Comedy Club. Mic Drop Mania Comedy Club. Chandler, Arizona. The weekend of October 20th and 21. 20th and 21. Um, yeah, so right now I got me just listed as myself as a headliner for that. Uh, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to bring Jesus, Christian, Concrete, Jay. I don't know yet, but it'll be somebody that's going to roll with me, fool. So I'll see you guys there. So October 2021, 20, Friday and Saturday. But the, the earliest right now we got is Covina Lab Factory, Saturday, September 9th and 10th. Uh, all right. Uh, other than that, Dodgers are looking great. They lost yesterday to the Guardians, but that's fine. All right. It's what it is. Uh, shout out to Juan Martinez. Your shirt is being shipped. Your FM down shirt. I got FM down shirts on sale always. 25 bucks plus shipping. Make it an even 30. I got you, dog. 30 bucks includes the shipping and handling. And I'll throw in a couple stickers and stuff in there, fool. All right. Uh, what's up? What else you got? What else you got? Uh, I think that's it, man. I think that's it. All right, let's get out of here, man. Let's get let's have some fun. Uh, have a great week, everybody, dog. Dodgers looking good, dog. Well, go watch Blue Beetle. Go watch. Do yourself a favor. Bring your fucking kids, dog. Watch Blue Beetle, and let me know what you think. Let me. I want. I want some pushback. I, I want you to fight with me if you have to, dog. Let me know if you liked it. If you're not, what's up? Let me know. If you already saw it, hit me up. Message me. I'm out of here. I'm Jerry Garcia. Have a great rest of the week. Later.